Now let's cast a line with Mick and Rudolph in Fishy Tales, only on Chat Sapphire KZN. Alright, we're back here at Fishy Tales with myself, Rudolph Skippers and Mick Clark. And we're going to talk a few fishy stories again, Mick. Yeah, it's great to be back, Rudolph. Uh, carrying on from last week, we'll tell some more of our fishy tales. I think probably the hot subject at the moment has been the sardine run, the 2020 sardine run, how it's been so different to some other years. Um, I've got some ideas, Rudolph, and you've got some ideas. So what's your experience of this year's sardine run? Uh, Mick, it's, it's been an exceptional sardine run. Um, we were in the lockdown period, and about a week before they said to us we can go back onto the beaches, we just noticed these huge shoals of sardines starting to move up from the Cape into the southern area of KZN. And we were all getting very anxious because we were scared that we were going to be caught up in lockdown and we can't go into the beaches. And I think one of the happiest days of my life was when the minister said we can go fishing. And the next day we walked onto the beach and it was absolute chaos, just fish and sardine everywhere. And it must be one of the best experiences of my life. Oh, I have to agree, Rudolph. Um, in the background, there was a lot of people working to get us fishing. I was uh, my tiny little part I played with Sakfa, but uh, we all know the people who were involved in it. It was great that they did all that work to get us fishing again. But when I seen those pictures and heard those rumours about those sardines, oh, I was so excited. I, I love the sardine run every year. I've got to see it. But this year was something special. I, I've never seen anything like it in my... Well, I've seen 19, 18, 19 sardine runs. Small for a lot of people, but for me it was just incredible. But what about the actual fishing then? What was the first fish you got in the sardine run this year? Yeah, Mick, um, just to get back to the sardine run itself... Um, I think the last time we had a run like it that I can remember, I was still at school, that was in the 80s. So I'm comparing this one to one of those big runs in the 80s um, where we're seeing these huge shoals. It's not just small pockets, but like big shoals of sods coming through. And you look at the oceans, there's big black patches of sardine, which was lovely to see. And that to me is a sign of a very healthy system. And there's going to be a lot of debate about it. And maybe the lockdown had something to do with it. Um, maybe the fact that the sardines being, weren't being netted down in the Cape, I don't know exactly what the history is behind that, but maybe that had something to do with a good uh, sardine run we had. Um, but let's hope this one continues. To get back to the fishing, um, my first day um, on the sardine run, uh, mate, myself, uh, John Crabbe, we went down to Mamba Alley, which is just down the road from us, and we just took a chance. We got our stuff ready, and the sun just came up, and we looked at the ocean, and the whole bay in front of us was just full of sardines, just purple sardines. So we were half prepared, luckily for us, and we had our gear with us. And I, we ran down to the beach. I had my cast net with me. Threw the cast net in quite a big surf, got lucky, got a net full of sardines. No one else on the beach had fresh sardines. And we clipped these sardines on, and five minutes later, both of us were on with big sharks and that's what we love about the sardine run is catching these big sharks and challenging those big fish. So that was my first day in the sardine run. Um, I got it in my biggest personal grey shark of 210 kilos from the shore casting a bait and just ecstatic. My sardine run was made in the first day. Wow, that's incredible. Two, over 200 kilo shark in the first fish you got in the run. That was brilliant. Um, I must admit my experience was... Um, not with the big shark. I went out on my jet ski, but um, I wasn't expecting 
no way what happened. You know, I, I thought I'm not going to go out to the deep reefs at Aliwell Shoal and uh, 19 Fathoms. I'm just going to stay on the back line. So I put two plastic lures out, started trolling, bang, two rods away, and literally never stopped for one and a half hours. Snook, cooter, kingfish. I had to change so I only had one rod. The reef was alive. There were sardines everywhere. I've just never experienced anything like it. And the condition of the fish surprised me, Rudolph, because, yeah, I've never seen so many cooter for years. But the condition of them, there wasn't a thin one amongst them. They they looked like they'd been eating sardines for the last six months, never mind the last few days. So not only were the fish healthy, the reefs were healthy. Uh, it was just so unexpected, you know, we've been moaning for years now about the lack of cooter and here they are on our doorstep all of a sudden the reports are coming on social media everybody else is catching them um i just feel sorry for the guys up in Gauteng and inland who couldn't get down but i suppose they've enjoyed us giving us all the giving them all the reports uh, we've done our little bit to help i suppose yeah yeah we we have to show them what's out here and talking about the condition of the fish i, I noticed that as well um Every single fish that we caught was in very good shape. It was fat and healthy, and that really excites me. So someone's doing something right. Um, I think it's a lot to do with our, our tagging release programs that's been going for many years. Once again, the education, getting guys to re- to learn how to release fish as well without injuring them. Um, the sharks we caught were all in very, very good condition. They were healthy and, and, and nice and fat. So... Yes, we put a lot of effort into catching fish, but we also put a lot of effort into teaching people how to release fish in the correct manner so that they can go back into the ocean and, and carry on living healthy. So, And that that's linked to so many other different factors. And it was really nice to see all these fish around. And like you say, you, you sit and you watch the sardines and there's so much life with it. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's incredible, Rudolph. So what are the reasons... Uh, could we come up with it? it was such a good sardine run? I mean, I'm no scientist, you're no scientist, but we've got the fact. The fact is that the ocean was alive. What could have made a difference? I mean, you know, if we look at Kuta, we've heard the stories of Chinese trawlers. I can't see them affecting the Kuta stocks, but I can see the um, Mozambique people, they affect it. You know, they've got nets now. Uh, the diving, uh, they have an impact on it, but why didn't they have an impact this year? All of a sudden, all these fish pitch up. Is it the fact that the ocean conditions were right this year, where they haven't been right for the last few years? Um, that would sort of explain it, wouldn't it? Mick, yes, conditions play a big role when it comes to sardine run. Water temperature and currents are very, very important. And uh, initially, there were patches of cold water, and the sardines sat in these patches of cold water. 18 to 22 degrees, 21 degrees. And I think that's got a lot to do with the fact that the sardines came in, we had the cold water on the edge, these fish came right in and obviously drew all those game fish from the deep into towards the shore and that's why we had such a good sardine run this year. Yeah, great, Rudolph. I'm sure we can uh, come up with a few more ideas, but unfortunately, again, we're, we're running out of time. So um, thanks, Rudolph, for joining me here and uh, thanks to the listeners for listening in and... We'll pick on some of them stories next time. Yes, thanks a lot, uh, Mick. Thanks a lot, listeners. And chat to you guys next week again.